Hi, this is Mark Wade from Prudential Fox and Roach Realtors, centercitycondos.com. In this podcast, I'd like to discuss the primary differences between uh, a low-rise and a high-rise condo. Uh, of course, most of you are probably thinking it's quite obvious, but uh, just a couple uh, uh, inside uh, tips, hints, and uh, a little bit of knowledge here. Okay, here we go. Uh, generally speaking, the taller the building the higher the condo fees. That holds true for almost every building in Center City, and there's a number of reasons. But think of, uh, let's compare a brownstone condominium versus a high-rise. And what we're going to find in the high-rise, you know, you almost always have a doorman. You have things like maybe a parking garage underneath the building. You've got a swimming pool on top of the building. You've got on-staff maintenance. You've got the on-staff management, on-site management, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, master insurance policies, of course, for the big buildings uh, happen to be a little higher. Um, so these all add to your condo fees. A lot of times in your high-rises, um, a lot of utilities are included. Uh, there are a couple buildings in town that have all utilities included, including water, sewer, gas, electric, Everything you can think of, well, not everything you can think of, gas, or water, and electric, are included in your condo fees. And a lot of times, buyers will see that and they're like, whoa, that's way too high. You know, but in the end, you know, you're going to pay for it one way or the other, whether you're paying for it yourself or whether the condo association is paying for it. Now, a low-rise condo with no doorman, no elevator, an exceedingly limited common area, meaning no swimming pool, no, you know, there's not 18 hallways or 27 hallways, you know, one hallway per floor that have to be swept and maintained and cleaned and painted and all that kind of stuff. Um, with the lack of amenities and or services, you know, let's say you don't have a porter uh, or you don't have a, you know, someone to remove the trash for you or someone to, um, sweep the hallways, that kind of stuff, your condo fees are certain, certainly going to be a lot lower. So the lower the building, generally speaking here in Center City, the lower the condo fees. Uh, you know, there are pluses and minuses to both, and I have some buyers that will jump between the two. Um, generally, um, the low-rise condos have a tendency to have a little bit more character because keep in, and, and they're generally anomalies because keep in mind, you know, we're taking an old... 7,000 square foot mansion and we're cutting it up into six different condos. Generally, no two low-rise condos are exactly alike. Some have 9-foot ceilings, some have 11-foot ceilings, some have plaster molding, some have huge fireplaces, some have interesting little niches and nooks and crannies and and uh, different views. Um, so low-rise and high-rise, not, you know, it's a totally different enchilada. Um, there are some gorgeous high-rise condos where luxury rules and, you know, you've got the doorman and, you know, it's like kind of like living in a hotel. Waterfront Square, that's where I'm moving. And I'm moving to Waterfront Square because there's a swimming pool and there's a gym and there's a hot tub and there's a sauna and there's a front doorman and there's a front gate man and there's a valet for my car and just... Any and everything. It's it's kind of neat. Now, of course, my condo fees are going to be a thousand dollars a month, but I'm coming from a low-rise condo 
where we had a very unique space and it, uh, you know, it's been on HGTV and I won Philly Magazine's Kitchen of the Year contest and blah, blah, blah. A lot of groovy, hip detail that's really neat. Um, the high rise we're moving to is a little more sterile. It's a little more, okay, you know, what we do have in the high rise is we've got floor to ceiling windows and the ability to kind of create our own, you know, look, if you will. Um, but the low rise inherently has a little bit more, um, style, a little bit more of its own kind of one of a kind kind of a look. So, um, High rises. Some people like the fact that there's a doorman, and they like that 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 uh, hint or that uh, notion of security and someone to take the packages. And uh, you know, I come home in the in the low rise I live now, and there's notes stuck on the front door from the UPS man uh, that I have to go pick up my package. Or you know, so advantages to both. Uh, uh, the primary advantage that most people will see in a low rise condo is uh, lower condo fees. And a sense of individuality, uh, where the there's no really two low-rise condos that are alike, um, and also the condo associations have a tendency to be a little bit more informal. Now, you can't go to the Dorchester with or you know the Academy House with 500 and some odd units, and you know they're not informal. Their rules and regulations. Are, it's like the Gestapo and that's the way it should be because you can't have Billy the dumbass tenant on the 27th floor blaring his music at 3 in the morning you can't have that um, and lastly uh, pet policies have a tendency to be a little bit more restrictive in a high-rise there are a number of high-rises Academy House Hopkinson House the Philadelphian that don't allow do dogs in fact, uh, 2301 Cherry, no dogs. In fact, the Philadelphian doesn't even allow cats. Now, the dog policy in low-rises, almost exclusively, they almost always allow dogs. I don't know of any low-rise condo, you know, some 9, 10-unit building that, that doesn't allow dogs. They all do. <clears throat> but think about, you know, in a high-rise, you don't want Billy. Remember Billy, the dumbass tenant who lives on the 34th floor? You don't want him in the, in the frickin' elevator with three Rottweilers while your grandmother gets into the elevator. You know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't go over too well. So, um... Uh, rules and regulations a little tighter in the high-rises, a little bit less of individuality as the units have a tendency to be the same. You know, unit 610 is just like unit 710, which is just you know, like unit 1310 and 2910. You know, they're all stacked. They're all the same. So uh, low-rise, a little bit more indiv individuality, a little bit more panache. Um, sometimes you get low-rises that have a tendency to be in stronger locations, very strong locations, because, you know, how the hell are you going to get a condo on the 1900 block of Spruce, which is just a phenomenal location? Uh, there are no high-rises, uh, except, you know, next door in Rittenhouse Square, but, um, generally speaking, uh, low-rises can come up in some really nice residential neighborhoods, uh, lower condo fees, individuality, uh, a little bit more informal condo associations, liberal pet policies, um, high rises, high condo fees, strict rules, uh, a little less individuality. But again, then you might have the services of the maybe the pool or the gym or the parking or the doorman. Uh, so pluses and minuses to both. And uh, 
both are very appealing in my eyes. I like I've lived in both, uh, and a lot of bars will jump back and forth between the two. But something to think about when you're calling me to condo shop. Um, something to think about. You know, do you are are you what's in your brain? Are you kind of geared towards a low rise? Do, have you always thought about a high rise? Have you ever thought about uh, even a mid rise building that has some of the services? You know, the, the mid-rise buildings, you know, the 9 and 10 and 11 stories, have a tendency to be a little bit of a hybrid and can have pluses and minuses of both the high-rise and the low-rise. Anyway, something to think about. This is Mark Wade from CenterCityCondos.com. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you pick up the telephone, you push the buttons on the front of it, 215-521-1523, and let's chat. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.